Hey guys, and welcome back to the Biblical Woman Podcast. I'm Kat. And I'm Nicole. And today we are going to be talking about loss during the holidays. If you are someone who has lost someone, or you are just a friend or a family member who wants to know how you can be there for your loved one, for your friend, then this is an episode for you. Nicole and I are going to be sharing tips for individuals who have gone through loss. And then we are also going to share the flip side of giving advice for people who want to show love and comfort and carry one another's burdens during loss and during the holiday season. So this is definitely an episode that's going to address both sides. Yeah, me too. Like you said, it's such a relevant and necessary topic at this time of the year. And I'll just say this too, that loss doesn't just include when somebody passes away or when you've lost a loved one. There are many ways in which we feel loss and grieve those losses. And COVID has certainly created a host of losses, especially this holiday season. So I I really do think that this episode can be helpful to anyone going through a loss of any kind. But today, like you said, we will focus on specifically navigating the holidays in terms of grieving the loss of a loved one. Absolutely. The holidays, they can be such a hard time, you know? Oh, yeah. No matter how long the person has been gone, that doesn't change the loss that you feel. I think first holidays without your loved one are especially difficult But certainly it doesn't matter how long somebody has been gone. You always feel that loss, you know, at the holiday season. And like I said, combined, especially with COVID, um, it's kind of a double whammy. I know for me this year and, you know, my family, especially my mom, this will be a very difficult Christmas. Um, My grandfather passed in March of this year. So this will be our first Christmas without him. And with the nursing home situations with COVID, my grandma, all of those barriers and limitations, you know, we can't really celebrate the holiday with her. And so, yeah, just kind of all of that together makes this a very difficult time. I know we're not the only ones in that boat. Yeah. And COVID makes things so much harder this year. Um, especially since you guys can't see your grandma. Like you said, there's just a lot of barriers and limitations that have been placed. So, but I will definitely be praying for you guys and for her. We wanted to address loss from the perspective of any type of loss. For myself and my husband, we are really familiar with the miscarriage pregnancy loss side of things. And I can remember like <laughs> the, our very first holiday without Rowan or without Aaron, you know, holidays are hard for miscarriage and pregnancy loss because they're not as you've imagined, you know, you've, you picture your baby's first Christmas this way or Thanksgiving and you have all of these ideas, all of these daydreams and these plans. And then this time rolls around and you know, like they should be here, but they're not. And so holidays are hard for people who have been through miscarriage and pregnancy loss as well. Like Nicole said, it's not just the first holidays that are difficult. Every holiday can be difficult and 
to some people, Thanksgiving might be more important than Christmas or Easter or whatever it might be. So I don't want to just limit the holidays to Thanksgiving or Christmas. I love that you were willing to share your personal experience too, because that loss is such a heavy loss as well. And like you said, you kind of imagine all the, they should be here kind of thoughts. And yeah, so I'm, I'm so thankful that you were willing to share that and to help our listeners, you know, be mindful of that, especially if they know somebody who has experienced um, pregnancy loss. Kind of moving forward, let's kind of de- talk about or define what grief is. That can be thought of as this mental suffering or distress over affliction or loss, like a sharp sorrow. It just is that heaviness that we feel when we are missing something um, or someone, of course. And I think an important part about grief is to know that there may be stages, I'm sure we've become familiar with, you know, those stages of grief, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, you know, all those stages. While those are accurate to a degree, it's important to know that it's not a step-by-step progression. Often it comes in waves and it looks just very much intertwined with each other. So I think that's an important thing to remember when it comes about grief to to know that, that that's normal. If you're feeling, you know, one day you might feel kind of good or like you've maybe accepted the situation and then the next day you just might feel knocked off your feet and that's okay and that's normal. Yeah, and I think that waves is the best way to describe grief because like you said, one day you you feel good and the next day you might not or even in the same day, you oh, know. Absolutely, yeah. Something that I noticed with miscarriage and pregnancy loss is that there is a tendency to put levels on grief mm-hmm. or to compare. And I just want to say that No matter what type of loss you've gone through, a loss is a loss. Don't compare your loss to somebody else because I hear a lot of miscarriage survivors say that, well, I was only at eight weeks. I was only at six weeks. And it's like, well, that's still a loss. You're still grieving. So don't compare and don't put levels on your grief. Express it. And a loss is a loss. And that's Mm -hmm. That's the truth. Right. And I think just knowing too that there's no point at which you, quote, get over it, but it is important to know that healing can occur in time. And I think this kind of goes along with what you just said. I think sometimes there's like we put this expectation or pressure on ourselves, especially if maybe it has been any amount of time, we might have the tendency to think like, oh my gosh, well, this, you know, this person's been gone for five years, I should feel differently, or I shouldn't be so depressed about it. And that's not helpful at all to think in those terms. Because like I said, there's never a point in time where you get over the loss, you know, um, like I said, there's healing, but we just have to be careful. I think how we think about it sometimes. Yeah. And I think that there can be an external pressure sometimes after we've been through a loss, we can sometimes feel that pressure to get over it. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case at all. Right. You loved that person and they're gone and that's absolutely okay to express your emotions and just take as much time as you need. And that even if it takes a lifetime, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like we kind of pointed out earlier, just a few moments ago, that it's normal to experience 
a range of emotions on any given day and to expect this. I think it is the proper expectation, I guess, in a way of what grief is and knowing what it is. So yeah, just to know that if you are feeling, like you said, in one day, the gamut of emotions, that is okay. That doesn't mean that there's necessarily, you know, something wrong with you. It's just, that's what grief is. And I think a lot of times, yeah, people think of grief as this picture of crying and sobbing and just staying in bed all day. That might be true sometimes, but it can also look like being quiet or irritable or feeling apathetic. Those are all forms that grief can take. Yeah. And I know personally, when I talk to people about Erin uh, and the losing her to a drunk driver, my default mode is quietness. And it is that apathy. It's just very... I try to keep all my emotions in, but there are times where I am that crying, sobbing mess about it. But most of the time, it's just, it's very reserved when I talk about it. But I love that you pointed that out, that grief can manifest itself in a lot of different ways and it can be different for every person. Right. Yes. That was just a little bit um, about grief in general and just some things to be mindful of as you're experiencing grief in this season. I think sometimes, like we said, it just helps to know what is normal and what grief really encompasses. So we wanted to give you guys several practical tips, some things to kind of keep in mind this holiday season when it comes to managing and navigating grief. The first one that we have on our list is to check in with yourself you know, acknowledge and identify your emotions. And this can be really hard because when we, when we feel hard things, when we feel that grief, that sadness, that sorrow and loss, our tendency is to push those down to try to ignore them. But the best thing that we can do is the hardest thing. And that is to let ourselves feel them. Don't numb out with alcohol or other substances that can be a temptation as well. Acknowledge the, what you're feeling. And sometimes it can be helpful to even journal it, to write it down. That might sound cliche, but it is definitely a helpful tool. I see people do this all the time. Um, I've done it. You know, it's just definitely helpful to write it out. Well, in writing, it just, it helps you identify and clarify your thoughts. Journaling is definitely one of those things that can help. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not like a writer, it still might be very beneficial to journal. Right. And the flip side of this that I want to offer people who are trying to find ways to comfort their friends or loved ones who are going through loss or have been a loss is to go ahead and encourage them to express and feel their emotions. Sometimes people just need that permission. I know it sounds weird, but sometimes they just need that permission to do that and remind them that this is healthy and you are a safe space. There is no judgment. And just know that it's okay to not say anything to just being emotionally present with that person can be the best comfort. Like if you both just cry it out together, that can be one of the most healing moments. Mm-hmm. And it can really just bring your relationship to a deeper level with that person to connect in that way. 
And if you're in doubt about what the person needs or what you can do or should do, ask the person, hey, what do you need from me right now? Do you need me just to be here with you? Or, you know, what is it that you need? I'm here for it, you know? And so I think that's don't shy away from asking the person what they need from you. Yeah. And I, I always appreciated when people did that because you don't have to know all the answers or know all the right things to say, but putting the ball in their court, that is going to enable you to be there in the best way possible for them because they know what they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this ties in with our second point. So in addition to acknowledging just to yourself and identifying what you're feeling, um, share it. It is okay to share it. It is good to share our pain with others and with those who love us. And our third point, I think we kind of hit on this one too, is to ask for what you need. You know, maybe you do need space or maybe you do need some quiet time or maybe you need a hug or you just need to have like, hey, come watch this silly movie with me or, you know, I need a laugh, you know, to be able to ask or what you need, especially from your spouse or from those closest to you. And I know that like when we're going through the loss, like we don't want to be a burden. We don't want to feel like a burden on this person, but ask for what you need. You're not being needy. You're not being emotional. Like it's okay. You are identifying what you need and you are on the road to moving forward and healing. Yes. Yeah. And the flip side, kind of what we said before too, is, you know, if you are the friend or the spouse of somebody going through loss to ask them, how can I help? Or, Hey, what do you need today? And recognize that those needs do change daily or maybe even hourly, you know, but just to be mindful of that, what somebody needs one day might be different from what they need the next. So just to not be afraid again, to ask for what they need. Absolutely. Point number four is to set boundaries and really just focus on what you can control. And it's okay to not partake in some holiday activities. Like it's okay to say no and decline invitations. Yes. And I think this is a great one, that word boundaries. It is okay to set those boundaries, the holiday season. I know there's a lot of times, again, that maybe pressure or we feel this maybe false guilt that we have to do all the things that you always did every holiday. And that is just not true. Focus on what you do want to do. If you don't want to set out all the lights or the holiday decor, that's okay. If you don't want to do all the Black Friday mall shopping or whatever, you know, it's okay to shop online, which I don't know, do people do that anymore? I think it's kind of moving to online anyway, but I'm just saying like, it's okay to rethink, at least for this Christmas, how you want to do things. You don't have to think about next Christmas or all the Christmases after that, right? Those will take care of themselves. You know, just think about, okay, for this year, yeah, I I don't want to do all the holiday things, that is okay. Do what you are comfortable doing. And I think that this also comes from identifying what is best for you and to really going back to point number one, checking in with yourself and identifying those emotions. Yeah. And so the flip side for the the people um, supporting somebody going through loss is to respect their wishes And if they do decline your invitation or maybe their house isn't as festive or decorated as usual, 
you know, that's okay. Just respect um, what they're going through and respect their wishes for this season, not to take it personally. You know, if they decline an invitation to your holiday party, your Christmas party or whatever, it's not a personal thing. It's just, this is something that they're going through. Absolutely. And then point number five is to find a way to honor your loved one's memory during this time. And focusing on the blessing that they were to you and the joy that they brought to you. And I think this can look like a lot of different things. It might be lighting candles in their honor, or maybe the holiday season for a meal, you might make a dish that they always made or something that they always loved or hanging an ornament that they always had on their tree. You know, you could put it on your tree if you choose to do that. Just finding those ways to honor their memory. And that can look like a million different things. But I think that's an important part of going through this loss in the holiday season is to find the way to honor them. The flip side, I think, for this point is to just remember the losses of those around you. I think that is just one of the biggest ways you can show your love and support for this person, no matter what type of loss it is, just remembering that they are going through this. And from the miscarriage and pregnancy loss side of things, gifts that are reflective of the loss are usually very appreciated. They're very emotional. I have a plaque that someone made for me in honor of Rowan and Aaron. And I have made a lantern with a candle in it and decorated it and given it to someone to honor their miscarriage. And remembering the loss of those around you can have so many different forms, but remembrance gifts are usually the biggest things for miscarriage and pregnancy loss. But just remembering in general is just one of the biggest ways you can show love and support for this person. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love those ideas that you shared. I'll just kind of make an aside point on this one, kind of a caveat. Hopefully it goes without saying that we're mindful of people are going through things that we don't even ever know about. Even if we're, you know, people in the grocery line or the cashier at Burger King or whoever it might be that we encounter in our everyday lives, we have no idea what they're going through in their life. And I think that is an especially important thing to remember this time of year because it's extra hard. And so I think just this kind of serves as a reminder to us all to just exercise extra grace and patience um, with those around us to just watch how we're treating other people and be extra mindful this season because yeah, we don't know. We don't know what people have been through this year. But point number six Kind of ties back into maybe the idea of a a gift in a way. I love this idea is, you know, maybe the use the money that you would have spent on that person. You know, typically we do get gifts for people the holiday at Christmas, right? And maybe you use that money to bless somebody else or to donate. Maybe there was an organization that your loved one was super passionate about. Maybe using that money to to bless somebody else in some way that can, again, be a way to honor their memory. I think that's a really special point because you're right, especially with like Christmas or even birthdays. And then the next point that we had was 
on traditions, pick which ones that you want to keep and which ones that you want to begin. For miscarriage and pregnancy loss, we hang up an extra stocking at Christmas for them. Whatever it might be, you know, you can create a special tradition in honor of and in memory of the person that you have lost. And I think those traditions are the most special. Yeah, yeah. I love that it can be both. You know, you can keep, you know, doing those traditions that you have done as a family, but it's also okay and good to start new ones. And I guess I think of this one particularly, um, every Christmas Eve, we would always be at my grandparents. And that's not what Christmas Eve is going to look like anymore. You know, it is kind of, okay, moving forward with, okay, we can choose, we can decide what do we want Christmas Eve to look like now? Where do we want to do that? What traditions do we want to keep from our Christmas Eve past and our future? And what, you know, yeah, it might look different and that's okay too. We can make new traditions. And I think it's just, that's a good, good thing to remember. Yeah. And I think it's just giving ourselves that permission to do it. Right. Sometimes we just need to hear that it's okay to, to do that. Right. This kind of goes with point number eight is that we can decide where we want to spend the holidays. Maybe you want to do something really different this year. Maybe you don't want to be in your hometown or the place where you typically celebrate. Maybe you decide as much as COVID travel will allow you, you know, maybe you decide to go somewhere just completely different. Or maybe, yeah, you just, like I said, you might just spend the holiday somewhere else. Or maybe you stay home and you don't go to anybody's house. I don't know. The point of that is that you can decide where you want to spend the holidays. The flip side of this, I think, would just be, even if you don't understand what what your loved one is going through or your friend is going through, just being respectful and encouraging them in whatever decision that they decide. Yeah, absolutely. Point number nine is to remember to take care of your own physical health. That is an important thing, especially right now. You know, it is okay to take care of yourself, even in your grief. The things that help often, I know, are not the things we feel like doing sometimes, such as getting out and being active in the sense of exercising or going for a walk. It doesn't have to be some hardcore intense workout or something. I don't mean that. I just mean just getting out or getting some form of physical activity that's good for you. I know it is the holiday season. There's lots of goodies around, of course, but you know, being mindful of okay, I'm going to eat some healthy foods. I'm going to try to take care of myself in that way. That can just make you feel better all the way around. And making sure that you're trying to get a good amount of sleep, just those kind of those three basic things, um, exercise, eating well, and sleeping. I think those are really important ways that we can take care of ourselves and I know when I have a good amount of sleep or I've been active or I'm eating some healthy foods, I know I just feel better in all the ways, physically, mentally. So yeah, that is a a thing not to neglect. Moving on to point number 10, the anticipation of the holidays. We have a tendency to play it out worse in our minds than what the actual day is. Yeah, sometimes it's more the dread or the, the anticipation that is worse than the actual day. Not that the actual day isn't hard, it is, but I think sometimes the what's worse is just the anticipation of it. 
And so just that's an important point just to kind of remember to kind of help you as you're thinking about this season. Talking about this season, we are recording this in December. So Christmas is right around the corner. I think during the Christmas season, it can help us to focus on the true meaning of Christmas and just the hope that we can have that one day we will get to see our loved ones again and just the hope that we can have in Christ. Yeah. And I think maybe weirdly, the loss, the grief that we feel maybe intensifies the joy of the true meaning of Christmas. And as we think about why Jesus came and the hope of heaven, I think those two things go very much hand in hand. So those were kind of our 11 tips, but we also wanted to include about what the Bible says about grief. I love Ecclesiastes 3. It's very familiar portion of scripture, but where it talks about there is a time for everything under heaven. The Bible tells us there's a time to laugh. There's a time to grieve. We experience a little bit of everything here on earth and sometimes more of it than others. But the truth is we do experience everything um, in a lifetime and we will experience grief here on earth. There's no, no escaping that. Like you said, we're going to go through so many different situations and emotions here on earth. I think it's important for us to remember that God is very present with us. He hears our cries. He sees our tears. He knows what we're going through. And I think you can see that in Second Kings 25. And then also in Psalm 23, I think both of those really just show that we are never alone, that God is very much present with us. Yes. And I'm going to read just real quick, Psalm 34, 18. It says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. That along with, you mentioned Psalm 23, of course, that's a great one too, that he does not leave us in our grief. He is with us in it. Jesus felt grief. You know, we see that in the story of Lazarus, you know, the the shortest verse in the Bible, right? Jesus wept, you know, he was moved um, and he wept for his, his friend. And I just love that we have a savior who knows what we have felt. And I think that's an amazing thing to remember. And especially this time of year, we think on Jesus as our Emmanuel, that he is God with us. And that means that he experienced the things that we experienced too. And that includes our grief, that includes our brokenheartedness, and he is with us in it. Amen. Just to know, like you said, that we have a Savior who can relate to everything that we're experiencing, everything that we're feeling. It's interesting when we go to Matthew 5 that He even says that blessed are the mourn because we shall be comforted. It may take some time after a loss to feel that comfort. It might not happen right away. For some people, it does happen right away. But we can find ultimate comfort and peace in our Savior. Yes, the comfort that we have from God, that we experience, the the pains that we have in our life. Other people have that too. Other people go through losses just like we go through losses, um, even if they are in different capacities. 
in Second Corinthians, the first chapter, it talks about, you know, God comforts us, Jesus comforts us in our affliction so that we're able to comfort those in their affliction. And I think that's a pretty cool thing to remember too, that he will be with us and the comfort that he gives us, we can then give to others and and they with us. That's a really cool thing. Yeah. And I think that is a really good verse to keep in mind for when we feel that comparison, we want to play that comparison game and just realizing, like you said, that we go through these situations and we have these pains and they can help us minister to others and to really carry each other's burdens. And I think that is a really great verse for that. And when Jesus talked in John chapter 16, verse 20, he tells the disciples that their sorrow will turn to rejoicing. And I don't think they really understood what he was talking about, you know, at the time that he said that, but he was talking about his resurrection. I love that verse. And I, but I think it's also true for those who are in Christ that we will be reunited in heaven. You kind of mentioned that a little bit ago and that our sorrow will turn to rejoicing first and foremost, because we'll be in heaven with Jesus. Like that's number one, but also, you know, our sorrow here on earth for our loved ones who are in Christ, we know that we will see them again and there will be a day of rejoicing. And I'm going to close out this last point under, um, you know, kind of what the Bible says about grief with, I think for me, just kind of the ultimate verse of hope whenever I feel any degree of despair in this world related to loss or really just to anything else, but especially with loss, is Revelation 21.4. says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Just to know all of that, all of the heartache that we feel here in this world, it will pass away and it will be a former thing when we're in heaven. And I just, I love that because that is our ultimate hope. And that's the beauty of the gospel and the promise that we have when we're in Christ. I just love that that verse is in the very last sections of the Bible. Like that is a point that is covered right before the Bible closes. Like it's one of the closing notes of scripture. Yes. yes. But thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope that you can pull out some either helpful tips, whether you are going through a loss or you are trying to support someone who is, I hope that you can find some advice and take it and apply it and just hang on to the biblical truths about grief and knowing that it is something that we will go through and it is It manifests itself in different ways, but it is healthy and important for us to express it and to know that God will be with us every single step of the way, and He will hold us close to Him. Today's benediction is going to come from Psalm 121, 7 and 8. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life 
the Lord will keep you going out and you're coming in from this time forth and forevermore. 